Good evening and welcome to November Foxtrot episode eight. Is it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is episode eight. Yeah, episode eight. Episode eight, yes, it is. Yeah. We're back. Another week, another Friday. We're obviously joined by a giddy sniper girl this week. Hello. Uh, a few comments coming in already. Hi, hi everyone in the chat. So uh yeah. How is everybody? All good, mate. All good. Yeah, not too bad. Just joined comes, by Paul. No, we're not. <laughs> Paul's room. There's Just Paul's room. Paul's ghost. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, concealment. Oh, oh, wow. I, I love that. <laughs> that was so weird. Boo! That was weird. <laughs> and that's oh, it for November like Foxtrot this week. That's all you need oh, to know. Yeah. That's, that's it. Really yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just running around with big print. <laughs> I've been working at home today, and it's spent me. I've, I've taken all day getting that. So that's that's really play. Fair play. That was it. work. That was work was fine. Honestly, I got loads done. <laughs> Took a photo. And look what I made. <laughs> awesome. oh, Happy Friday. Yes, mate. You been all right? Yeah, good, good, mate. I've got a plus one with me. I've uh, bought my good friend, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mr. Jack. No. I've got the mixer because <laughs> I'm working tonight. So I've got a mixer of Coke. Oh, splendid. Now you're yeah. on a mocktail, are you? Yummy. Right, lemonade. <laughs> mm. I've already had the It's Malibu. not really, Jack Dan. This is just tea. It's like the old westerns. <laughs> Cup of tea. Bit of tea. <laughs> the other half will ask me where I'm in three hours' time and I'll be passed out. <laughs> yeah, I've drunk far too much tea tonight. It's gone, gone. Well, welcome, 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 welcome. Yeah. So Good to see episode, you. Tonight's episode is mm. camouflage and concealment, uh, hence the awesome guest that we have with us, Gilly Sniper Girl. Uh, would you like to just introduce yourself? Um, so, yeah, my name's actually Drew. Um, and, uh, yeah, I sort of play soft, have been for maybe two years now. Um, and, yeah, I got into it because my partner plays and his mate. I sort of had my first game was actually CQB and I hated it. And I swore I was never going back to airsoft again. Um, but... Uh, I sort of decided to give Woodlands a try and sort of fell in love with it from there. And my partner was into snipers, so that's how I sort of got into it mostly. Cool. So yeah. Nice. I've never done never done CQB yet. Hey. I'm too soft skinned, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm too many. I think I will. I'll be like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a night game as well, which made it even worse. Oh. Wait, no. That was bad. No. People say to me, the best way, if you want to just get used to taking your hits, is to go and do a session at um, an indoor, because you're just going to get lit up. Mm. But I just, mm. it's just like saying, you know, if you want to know what it feels like getting a tooth taken out, go down the shed and get the pliers and pull your tooth out yourself. I don't do it. <laughs> Sorry, no. If I don't have to, I'm not going to. Don't blame you. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> one of my worst experiences with CQB was, I think it's the episode, that the tunnels are only lit by a small jenny outside so they've only really got half the things set up and you are know, literally running around in these dark tunnels and there were three of us and the other two got shot out i've never been there before so i just fired into the wall called hit and then ran away <laughs> you run away <laughs> <laughs> oh nice one no we did it the fault we did um when i went there and they moved that last section of the game indoors into the uh into sort of like the walkways and the side rooms and all that sort of thing um, and they said to us, just look, use your pyro, use whatever you like. And I just had delivered, just before we went, about 12 EG-18 Xs. Oh. And um, 
I said to the guy, can we use them? Like, because it's indoors. And he, he said, yeah, yeah. He said, anything goes. Don't worry about it. Just use them. <laughs> so I threw them down the corridor. And within about three minutes, they cancelled the game. And people were literally crawling out. One guy took his mesh off. He had like this mesh mask. And he took it off. And he was just green underneath. When <laughs> he CGAE, he'd just been by his feet. Just oh. filled the place out. No one could figure out where they were going. Oh, mate, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Good play. I recorded it on a GoPro, and all I, all you could hear on the footage on it is just him, this guy walking out going, <laughs> some fucking bell in for a smoke grenade. <laughs> it's me walking behind him going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just with a big swag bag full of grenades it's on your back. Me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> oh, dear. Fun. Oh. Nice. Right, so concealment and camouflage. Who wants to kick off? I think we'll probably talk about camouflage patterns first. That's obviously like the main, the main biggie. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, Paul, you're uh, you're uh, more of an OD green man yourself, aren't you? I am. So I started off um, when I first started, so a few years back now. Um, I started off with just jumping onto eBay and getting some um, sort of army surplus trousers and a and a U-Bax and, and went with that for a little bit um, just to see whether I liked it because the team that I was playing with at the time, um, obviously they had their own set kit, but it was a case of you know, go and have a little go, see what see what you think. So I got that, um, and to be fair, it did me it did me well. I fell over the first game and and took a chunk out of the knee. Um, so it was just as well I ended up buying the other kit. But but yeah, so I started off with that, and that seemed to work. Um, you know, it's designed almost for the woodlands over here, and it fits in for the woodlands over here. Um, and then after that, I went over to Cadpat, which I think is the one that I sent you a picture of. Earlier. Yeah, I've got that. I can bring that up. Yep. Oh, okay. So oh, that's like the that. CAD pat. Um, so yeah, it's really, it is, to be fair, that's what Wolf Recon was, was running. So um, if I work from toes upwards, so that's my, the lower Zephyr boots that I've, I've still got now, the ones mm-hmm. that we reviewed the other day. Um, the CAD pat trousers and top, that's just a, a literally a CAD pat pair of knee pads that I found online. Um, the Ubex, and then that's the Warrior Raptor vest. Oh, that's running. your old rig, is it, Paul? Yeah, that's my old one. Um, nice. And that's, I think that's my old iPhone 5S. Oh. <laughs> Looks like a 5C. Oh, yeah, it's a 5C. It is a 5C, yeah. It's the one that they gave us. It's my first, uh, my first issued company iPhone. Lovely. It's a 5C. Yep. Oh, mate. Legendary. Where did that, um, that, where did that camo pattern uh, come from? <laughs> the, the what, sorry? Where does that camo pattern actually sort of derive from? Don't know, obviously. You know. I think it CAD pat, Canadian pattern. Oh, okay. So, um, I like and it. I got it's it nice, yeah. from. It's from a paintball shop. There, I mentioned that on on an airsoft channel. Uh, I'll have to dig it out. It's it's one that's still around now, but it's changed its name from what it used to be. Um, but they still do it, and it, it's it's still a. Give me the Wikipedia description, if you like. It's a Canadian disruptive pattern. Is the computer-generated digital pattern first issued in 2002 and currently used by Canadian Armed Forces, and it's designed to reduce the likelihood of detection by night vision devices. But funnily mm. enough, doesn't work with a beige back wall in my bedroom. No, <laughs> crap, crap situation to find yourself yeah, in there. Exactly that. So if I was in there, then I'd have, been, I'd have probably been in trouble. That's where your but, digital photo comes out. Yeah, That's exactly. it. Yeah, deploy the photograph. <laughs> And I don't know whether it's just because of where I got it from um, or, or whether I just didn't... <laughs> whether I didn't um, I didn't wash it right and didn't turn it inside out or whatever, but 
that scene went from that lovely dark colour to a very faded, um, you know, sort of washed out look. Um, right. But yeah, I've still got it now. It's still up in the loft. Um, you know, I've got the U-back still, got the knee pads, got everything that goes with it. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll continue. I would, I would stick it on if uh, if the right oh, yeah. time sort of beckoned. Yeah, or if I fancied sitting downstairs watching a bit of telly with it. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, and then after that, so when I sort of took a bit of a, a, a hiatus from that that group, if you will, um, I then went over to the Rail 7013, the claw gear. So I've now got those. That's the claw gear trousers and uh, and you back again um, in the Rail, which is like a bit of a greyish, brownish green. Uh, and that, that works really well. So I wore that at Aport the other day uh, when we was there last, when we had a little run around with you guys. Uh, and that one fits in quite nicely. You know, so you're, you're also, I suppose, wearing like an OD green, like blank pattern, if you like, or block colour, you'll be more reliant on your surrounding environment to sort of crouch prone. Yeah, exactly that. To sort of make yourself, to break up your shape more than obviously using just obviously a plain OD green pattern. Yeah, and that's if it's quite effective for you, then. It was, it was good just watching Mike though. So when um, the other Mike, I was following him around. So just sort of practicing if if we were sort of two men out doing a bit of recon or whatever, how we manoeuvre together and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And just watching someone sometimes, uh, you know, and how they hunker into trees and how they dig into bushes yeah. just to get themselves out of the way. Um, you know, I risk of myself getting shot sideways anyway because I'm standing there looking at him. But it is quite interesting to just take in what other people are doing and how they approach sort of hiding away because the one Definitely. thing i also i do find with especially with skirmishes more so is if if you're being told your objective is to go from a to b or you know to get a bomb um a lot of the time people are just bombing along and they're not necessarily looking out for other people That's so you right, don't yeah. have to dig yourself in too much um which suits me because i'm not really that good at hiding you know, a bit wider than your average. <laughs> Smarter than um, your average bear, though, mate. <laughs> exactly that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, obviously, I've got the, you know, after we we sort of said that um, there was the opportunity to come along and play with you guys on on some events, um, and we thought we was going to go to Longmore to do the battle sim, then I've, I've got the claw gear um, in multicam as well, um, which when you go to a skirmish, it's, uh, the world and their mum are, are in multicam and it, it can mm. be a little bit sort of you know not off-putting but a bit samey but if yeah, you go yeah, to definitely. a mill sim or a battle sim then obviously that's that's the role you're playing so i've got yeah pretty much those three um uh yeah i'm happy with those for a minute but i do i must admit i've got a soft spot for flecton i keep yeah, seeing that cropping up <sighs> nice mm. Mm, yeah purchase <laughs> Could be. Oh, let's just uh, get Christmas out of the way, I suppose. Definitely, yeah. But yeah, so, so that's, with, that's me. With you then, Sniper Girl, for your uh, typical like a skirmish day, for example, then, um, what sort of, do you always, like, will you predominantly always wear a ghillie suit or or do you use a different type, like depending on what sort of gameplay there's going on or do you take like a varying amount of um, camo with you? So I found that normally in the morning I tend to go out in my ghillie suit and then come the afternoon I end up sort of going casual. Right. Um, I don't know why, um, but we recently tried out this new site, and it was safe to say my ghillie suit was not suitable for it at all. Um, it was really quite green, grassy. It was a bit of woodlands, but not what I would call your typical 
woodlands, like the leaves on the floor and that. It was yeah, I stood out like a sore thumb, unfortunately. So right, yeah, um, well, it can happen sometimes. So sometimes yeah. a full ghillie suit. It's not sometimes it does doesn't work. It's definitely dependent on where you are, sort of thing. Yeah, and obviously it was the first time I've been there. It was we don't really know what we were walking into. So, but um, yeah, that came up uh, after lunch, and then I just sort of go with my normal um, green trousers and just went with the green hoodie. And I, to be fair, I probably blended in better with that because the amount of green that was around than I did with my ghillie suit. To be fair. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, but I'm now in the process of making a, a hood so I can make that a bit more green. So if I take that with me and I go to a new site, I can shove that on my top half over the ghillie suit so it's a bit more green better for that surrounding so yeah well, yes yeah, so it's like a more, like modular sort of ghillie suit yeah basically because it is very brown at the moment <laughs> i'll see you he was uh he was out of cable ties is that for part of building that was it using the, the zip ties to yeah build it all together basically so after i ordered a thousand zip ties i then found over a thousand zip ties in the drawer <laughs> so i know about two and a half thousand zip ties um but yeah i've sort of been putting this together um they've still got a few green patches oh, oh. Um, and i'm waiting for some uh raffia to turn up as well um but yeah i basically just got some white cotton and and uh, got some dye and just did it all different sort of shades. Yeah, so cool. It's not the ground isn't just one. Can we, Mike, type can we make ground. a gilly girl, a sniper girl bigger on the screen? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, don't just do look that. at some of the materials and that. <laughs> <laughs> Full oh, screen. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's all yours. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, yeah, I just basically got bits of white material, shoved it in a pan with a bit of dye, and. Uh, Ended up coming out with like three different types of brown. Don't know if you can really see the three okay, types. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. That was sort of break it up a little bit, and then uh, I'll get my order of raffia come in, um, and uh, that will add some green to it. But it's a lot. It's definitely a cheaper alternative than to buying a full suit. I'd say so. But yeah, it's really and, you're, and you'll individually fix each each of those leaves that you've dyed there. You'll you'll individually affix each one of them to your suit, will you? Or are you doing lots of like yeah. block batches or no individual? So wow, so that's a dedication. <laughs> um, I've probably gone through maybe four or five hundred zip ties already, and that's not quite finished. So oh. yeah, fair play. I, I find it quite um therapeutic, to be fair. <clears throat> Sometimes time is better than money when it comes to these <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you've got the time to it, for me, I wouldn't have the patience to do that. I'd end up copping the ump halfway through and just running around with half a ghillie suit made, and that'd be me. <laughs> like, no, that'll do. Well, I know, I know someone who uh, he they try and start crafting ghillie suits and then ends up taking them months just to do like one little section because mm. he just gets bored of it. And then, like, yeah, I'm done. It does take a lot longer than you think when you start off. Because it? it's like I, yeah. I know I've been um so I've, I've made a few, but this is my latest creation. Is my high vis ghillie suit, um, which I've only got about halfway there. Um, but 
It's shot yeah. a bit, didn't he? Absolutely. I, I cut all the well. fabric out, and then it, honestly, it's taken me about three <laughs> weeks just to get to that point. And it, yeah, it, it is does that, start to get a, a bit demoralised. For an urban roadworks game, it's Mardi Gras. I'll be honest with you. I was trying to make it for Halloween for the uh, the old Halloween loadout competition thing, um, and it didn't quite happen that way. Because uh, yeah, when, when's Halloween on. then this year? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's next year's. Next year's. Next year's one. Where, where we can go out trick or treating. <laughs> Perhaps the treat will be that he's done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> um, but, I have a question, yeah. actually. So, with yours, uh, you've obviously kind of gone for like a small, uh, like like a leaf shape, almost. Um, whereas, I know, because I, I made this one previously, and I just literally used, like, the, the string stuff. And this was great when I used it, but when I come back, it's got most of the forest still in it. Um and also it's sort of torn off in a few places where I was just like running through bushes and it just ripped it apart. So I'd be interested to sort of hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember wearing one of those once um, and I, I, I hated it because, yeah, you just end up getting caught in the bushes and then a bit comes loose. So the bush sort of twangs back and that sort of gives away your position type thing. And yeah, and I find they're good. I think they're better from a distance than what they are up close, I'd say. Um, and obviously in Airsoft, you haven't quite got the range to be doing distant type things. So, um, yeah, I suppose I prefer looking at things up close. So you're standing in front of something that's five, ten metres away and you can't see it. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the aim I go for, to be fair. But, yeah, that, that, did, that did have a string attached to it and that came off straight away. <laughs> I suppose the upside of crafting your own is that you, you're kind of crafting it to what you're more sort of used to locally, you know, sort of the surroundings yeah. that you've got. And if obviously you go to Apocalypse and it's there's a lot of sort of skinny trees, aren't there? It's quite open to a point, but there's the mm. odd bit that you can sort of work your way around those colours. Yeah. And then other parts of the country. Of pine, you've got a lot of yeah. birch and stuff, haven't you? And a lot of ground litter. So, I mean, and, and obviously the brambles and that through the summer months, sometimes they can get a bit crazy. But, I mean, like you say, you've got to work to your local environment of where you're mm. predominantly going to be playing, I suppose. But, I mean, Sniper Girl, would you, uh, are you going to be, like, was your intentions just, are you going to make like a sort of like a couple of seasonal ghillie suits where you've got like an autumn one or a fall one and then a, like a spring, summer, more greener one, like maybe two or three different types of suit that you could use or? So I'd probably stick to just two different seasons. I'd probably stick to just um, summer and autumn. So mm -hmm. I think they're the two biggest ones, I'd say. Um, you've got like autumn sort of, well, nearly probably seven, eight months of the year, to be fair, by the time yeah. the leaves start growing back, it's especially around rain. here. <laughs> you get very few summer months. Um, so, yeah, that's why my... North Mountain suit is predominantly sort of autumn type thing. Um, mm. It is a little bit light, to be fair. So I'm adding some of um, <clears throat> this brown material to make it a bit darker. Um, and then, yeah, this hood, I'm sort of going to make it for a summer type thing. And then perhaps in the future, um, once I get a bit of money away, I probably might invest in a more of a summery suit. So I know my teammate, he's got the green North Mountain suit. And I don't know if you've seen a couple of pictures on my Instagram. They are completely different. Like he can stand in a holly bush or anything like that, and you can't see him. It's, it's very green, and it's good if you want to stand up and do that sort of thing. But as soon as mm. he lays on the floor, 
he stands out like a sore thumb. Mm. Right, so, right with you. And is that yeah. something that he's crafted himself, or like he's bought a base model suit and then added, added to it, or is that something he's just got straight off the shelf? Or um, I think it's it's not got a lot of crafting on it, to be fair. Um, but then yeah. I suppose we sort of work off each other in the sense that on we can hide in different environments, but near each other, if that makes sense. So yeah, it works quite yeah. well for both of us. Um, but yeah, it is a def it is a really good suit. But it just depends how you want to play, really. For sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah, cool. Cool. So just dive to the comments quick. We've had a few people uh, sort of saying a few things. Rage file, I'll see you again. Uh, my local place is an old prison, uh, old open prison. The jail in Oakham. It's an old open prison, so it's a mix of really tight CQB. Definitely makes you swear a lot. <laughs> that sounds uh, cool, though, doesn't it? <laughs> I really want to play that. Yeah, I don't want having a visit there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Harry Badger, hi Harry, nice camo, looks a bit on the dark green side. He has tropical multicam, which is similarly dark green. Uh, Stip has said US Woodlands is probably the most versatile. I have to say, I, I do like US Woodlands. Uh, I will, uh, you, you I will that, grab yeah. that, that, set that top or the trousers out and take a photograph of it, and you can do a comparison on Facebook to what it was when I first bought it in that lovely dark green to what it looks like now. It could be almost like I've just stood there and it started to snow. It's just as pale yeah. as you like. <coughs> Wayne out. has said, I used to run a Vietnam OD green kit and found that was harder to see within a hedge than most other camos. Uh, oh, Harry also came back. Teammate had a string suit and came back looking like a bramble bush with all the crap he collected in it. Yeah, completely agree. It's good like that because you can collect natural uh, foliage as you're going along, I suppose. So. Yeah. But, that, but then you bring it all in your bedroom and you've got to clean up. Put the roadies uh, on. Leah says, hi, Dad. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Leah. Why aren't you in bed? Um, and then Stip also says, uh, UK is 75% winter anyway. Um, with a couple months of green summer. So, If, if some yeah. random name comes up and says, hi, Dad, I'll just let you know I can account for all of my children. But no one's yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll pull the daddy. <laughs> That there was weird. Let's move on. Um, let's talk about base paints. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, of course, Lance. You want to talk about yours, didn't you? Sorry, mate. No, I just, I just keep getting. My, I'm not sure if it's my connection dropping out or what, but it's all. Of, it all just keeps going completely dark, and then everyone keeps popping back into the room. So, all very bizarre. That's why I keep suddenly oh, going. Uh, are we on or off? <laughs> <laughs> are you still here? Do you want to talk about your mate? Jeff, yeah, he's here. Very quiet. Um, so basically, all I've got is um is a uh, like a ghillie sniper hood, if you like, um, which is um, I think Mike, you may have ordered one more recently than I have, so you probably know the uh, the where we got oh, them from. I'll find it. I, I bought it first, and I can't remember. So it's a very basic um, pattern, if you like. It's a green mesh, a nylon mesh with it comes with almost like a flecton leaf already attached to it. Which there's the baseline. That's what you get. And obviously, I've added the raffia. Um, some other net into it and and some spray from some rattle cans and that along the way, um, more so up around the hood uh, than anything else. But I mean, I can remove it from the from Jeff, but if he doesn't fall over, while you're doing that, it's Russ Camo on the Russ eBay. Camo, there we go. Yeah. So there we go. That's the hood itself with the sleeves, and there's Jeff. Um, <laughs> And that's literally all I'd use for a, from a ghillie point of view. That is literally the only thing I'd take with me on a milsim or a day skirmish. And then that'll just fit into a tiny little compression sack like that, which would literally just crush down really, really small. I mean, that, that this, although it's quite open and big, 
once you rattle it, once you give it a shake out and you've got it out of the bag, but it, that will actually crush down really, really small winter, be able to be stored away. Um, so from a clothing point of view, other than my baseline MTP or desert DPM, woodland DPM, I think it was slowly going. Oh, no, you're back now. On it. Am I back? I don't know if it's my you're connection. You're cutting in and out a little bit there, Right, okay then, mate. Yeah, yeah so, uh, but yeah, that, like I said, not a great deal from the gilly crafting side of things, but that's literally my go-to, and I'll just chuck that on if I'm doing any recon or anything like that, or going, like, staying in an LUP for a, a, a long period of time, then that'll be sort of, I'll chuck that on. It keeps all my front covered. Predominantly, it'll be prone in the air, so it'll only be me uh, sort of like the head, shoulders facing forward. That will require covering and then along with that i'll carry a scrim scarf um which i can either drape over the rifle or create a bit of a hide with it i mean it's, it's that again very versatile bit of kit um easily just sling it around your neck tuck it into your top and then you've got actually a, a bit of cover on you where there wasn't none you can create your own sort of hide sort of thing from there and then finally um sort of like a bread and butter is your cam your, your pack of cam cream with your little vanity mirror and that in there just to top up things. Nine times out of ten, I won't wear gloves, so I usually end up with can cream all over me. Hello, am I there? Yeah, it's still there. All right, okay, cool. It keeps just dropping out, so I'm not sure if I'm on or off. I don't know. I don't know why it's doing it. It's very it weird. Might, it might um, be the yeah, fancy green screen you've got going because the the camera does seem to be sort of um, popping in and out of quality. I think. Right, okay, maybe something to look at then. But yeah, other than the other than the hood, my scrim scarf, and obviously the good old fashioned cam cream. That's for me camouflage. That's pretty much all I'll use. Um, and obviously, um, depending on where I am and what I'm doing, is it depends what type of cam uh, camouflage I'm using. Whether I need my scrim scarf, or just the ghillie hood, or just some cam cream and just like my normal setup, basically. But and obviously using the natural environment as well, finding cover, moving cover, moving slowly and stuff like that. Um, for me, for me for me camo and concealment sort of type of thing and obviously if we're in woodland and that i've got a big camo net which we can use and uh, sort of divide up uh, between us to, uh, to cover up bashers and bivvies and uh, certain areas that haven't got a lot of camouflage like natural camo and we can sort of try and create it with um, some bits and bobs around us which we've had to do up of our fob especially in like in the fall um where you don't get so much well you get a lot of leaf litters falling but it's sort of like um putting your basher in and then sort of backing leaves up over the back of it just so just to take away that visual image of like something suddenly rectangular and green or sort of like a slightly darker green sticking out the ground at least you can break it up with some like some branches and some bit of leaf litter and that just to sort of take the edges away from it and obviously that's what you're trying to achieve really that's pretty much me my uh well covering the um the cam cream because that's quite a nice little segue there um i these are really good i really like these because these come with a little mirror in there as well so you can actually see uh what you're doing at the same time However, I've bought a couple of these off of eBay recently, and they are absolutely cack. And I don't know if they're counterfeit ones or something like that, but I used it at the last event, and Lance, Lance can testify to this. I was try trying to smear Play-Doh onto my face. Um, as in, like, you've got a kind of a glob of it on your finger, you run it down your face, and it's still on your finger. It didn't go anywhere. You did have an awful lot of it, though, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, there was a little bit of. Um, it you were very, very it wasn't a very excessive lump of cam cream on the end of your finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to find a photograph. I'll see if I honestly if I can find it. I'll send it to you. I um, our first meal sim that I went to, as I say, the one in Longmore. Um, 
I put oh, I bet I've not got it. I'm gonna have to find it off my hard drive and share it. I put some face paint on. I said we're gonna go out on a night mission, so you know, cam cream up. Um, and to be fair, it was the first time that I put cam cream on since I was in Scouts all those years ago. Um, me and my mates used to go down to the army surplus store and buy stuff just for laughs. And um, honestly, I put this stuff on. <laughs> I was like, it was proper, but I, I sort of used black and it, it was just not one part of me. It, I was like, it was just totally covered apart from when I opened my eyes and it was just like as bright as you like. And it comes the next day and I had to get them off. I had nothing to get it off with. <laughs> Literally, I've got all my gear oh, yeah. trying to rub this stuff off and then having to drive home and stop off at the garages to go and get a sandwich because we were all really starving. Walking in there, they must have, oh, they must baby have looked wipes. at me like baby some wipes. Sort of... You definitely need baby wipes for a cam cream. Yeah. A key, key one there because you're right. Otherwise, you leave the site and you look like, um, well, you look like you're blacking up basically. It's like yeah. some of the. Uh... <clears throat> I, yeah, I didn't want to drop that on there, but essentially, that's what that is what yeah. I look like. <laughs> um, but it was a it was a shocking attempt, almost a what not to do. Um, alas, have it's you, not on here. I used to be in um, the air cadets, and we used to have to do it and teach ourselves how to use it properly and everything else. And I used to come back, and bear in mind I was quite young at the time. And my mum used to look at me and go, "What the f- are you doing?" <laughs> 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 and I was just like, painting. <laughs> um, and I remember literally like the, the sink would be green, black, brown, just trying to scrub it off. And uh, I hated it ever since then. And I've never used it for airsoft. Um, even more so the fact my partner used it and his face, his eyebrows turned. Friend of mine, he's bright ginger. His eyebrows were green. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I watched uh, Novridge, his, his mate did it. And he sat in the car putting it all on. And he'd done it all up around his eyes and everywhere. But he said, I don't know what I'm doing around my eyes for, because I've got to wear eye pro anyway. But he'd done actually, it all, just, all under here, and he was trying to get it all off in the car. So, I'm just going to show a picture, because um, this was, was taken at the last event we went to. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't find it quick enough. I'd love to know how to do it properly, just to have a go. But Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think... It's, it's relatively do... easy to do it. I mean, once you've, once you've done it a couple of times, you sort of know then... I mean, with your base layers and stuff like that. I mean, you go light, light to dark. It's the same when I'm spraying my rifts, Paul. I mean, literally, I go light. Oh, there he is, look. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying I put in any way, put it on the right way. But you, it, it was interesting, that photo, to see the comparison, how much it does make a bit of a difference. I don't um, know what I did. Just don't smile when you're trying to camouflage. Yeah, don't smile. (laughs) All I can see are two people on either side. I can't see where you are. Exactly. (laughs) I've also, um, with that one, interestingly, this this pair of um, mesh eyebrows actually from Lance. um, But they spray painted them green, which makes a big difference as well. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, mesh is always good. You spray paint that. You just got a beard, Lance, and you know you just you don't need to face paint up. You've done half of your face in hair. Uh, well, a few of the comments have pointed out how we're doing it badly. Uh, so, Rage File says, so you'll call fine blackface, call sign blackface, tuck, tuck. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, let's just clarify. I wasn't trying to do that. Um, it's just the brown colour was the only one that seemed to work. Um, and it was really bad. I tried to change it fairly sharpish after that. What um, got me is that I was with four other people that knew how to do it, yet they all let me carry on. Yeah, like, just, I was sit here as well. And watch him. Everyone just thought it was funny. 
Um, Les Payne asked which one would be better, the square box or the stick. So if you get the good, um, the proper, um, I don't know, I'm assuming this is a proper one, but the proper one of those, I find those are quite good. You generally get like three colours um, with the mirror, which makes a big difference. The sticks obviously generally tend to get sort of two colours um, and no mirror. So if you want to do it uh, like Arnie, get the stick. Yeah. Commando. <laughs> two stripes. No one can see him. Uh, Rage File says, you know, it's just to break up your features, right? Not to make you look like a goblin. Thanks, Rage File. Um, and Stip says, uh, dark colours on the raised areas and light on the recesses. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. He, he was so oh. happy as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the main thing, was, isn't it? The, thing, the funny thing was, I hadn't done around my eyes at all because I figured I didn't need to because I've obviously got the eye pro on. So as soon as I took the eye pro off, everyone's like, what on earth have you done? Because I've just got these big pink eyes. look like a like a reverse panda. I thought you was going like that then. The thing was, to go, <laughs> fuck you lot, taking the piss. <laughs> so I've well, got a camo there, but you... Yeah. Jeff's covering my face, so he can't really see the camo. Let me just move Jeff a little bit. Bye bye. There's Jeff. a bit of camo there. Bye, Jeff. Thanks for coming. Useless. Hope he pays rent. No, he stays in the loft in the dark. <laughs> a bit kinky like that, as are Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, like I say, it works for me. And obviously, by the end of the weekend, I've got like a green ship brown beard, which is always good <clears> from a reapplying. Is that spray on? <laughs> It, like, it does work. I mean, is it like a piss yeah. wind? <laughs> like a, like a weird tan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, um, so yeah, that's that's how I mean, just a basic camo layer. And you can see, obviously, there I'll, I'll, I'll do my hands as well because nine times out of ten, I probably won't have a pair of gloves on. Sometimes I do, but I usually either forget to put them back on or I just find it better. I prefer using them and be rifling uh, out about using gloves. So, um, but yeah, basically, that's um. Obviously, Woodland DPM top, MTP Boonie at, uh, or Port Pie at, if you like. Um, and obviously, just to, what I like to think is like a relatively good use of cam cream, just to break up the shape and sort of either the light patches of skin and this, that, and the other, the ears around the neck. Obviously, just remembering areas that you wouldn't, that you might not obviously notice that, uh, but areas that can obviously get you noticed if you'd follow me, backs of the ears, back of the neck, you know. So, just remembering to cover up all in sorts of parts if you haven't got like a ghillie hood or a, or a scrim scarf or something like that, but yeah, I sort of. Yeah, I don't mind wearing it. it would, to be fair, I don't find it much YouTube, of a ball like. Do you know what, mate? No, I so say I'll have a little YouTube. It's definitely something worth having a nose at. I think it's uh, mm, mm. just to understand it. I think you know anyone else has got any photographs of where they've uh, gone for it in a more successful fashion, or where they've had an absolute fashion disaster <laughs> and they want to share it with us, and we'll <laughs> gladly put it on the show so we don't look as stupid all the time either. Yeah, I've got some proper um, terrible photos, and you notice they're not the ones I'm putting up. <laughs> Um, you must have a, a few corpus mics. Well. Well. Like I've got, um, yeah, I do. This is a just a, a snood. I think it's a Highlander snood. Um, so I use this every once in a while. It's just a sort of general woodland print. Um, but that's quite good because if you do just want to cover your face up, obviously if you've got your eye pro on and your help like boonie or something like that, that makes quite a difference as well. Um, yep. But that's obviously something you can pull down quickly as well. So I've used this when we've done sort of quick recce before. Sort of go and sit in the bush, just pull that up, and you just sit there and wait for people to sort of approach you and just get an idea of just sort of where they are and stuff. But that's like a, a quick faux um, camouflage 
paint equivalent, I guess. Um, the um, the the scrim scarf's a good one. I mean, Lance, I think was yours just a solid colour. It, it is, mate, but it's not. I wouldn't say it was OD green, and I wouldn't say it's 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 a good mix of like the brown and the green in, in between the two. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like you've got a lot of, you could use it anywhere. I mean, as to be fair, it is stained to buggery with where I've used it to wipe can cream off and stuff, and that, and I haven't washed it for about four, four and a half years. But so it's nice. a bit funky. But um, again, it's all camo and concealment. You don't want to go around mm. smelling the daz, dear. I mean, so um, I just waft that around the woods while I lay down, and then it keeps all the baddies away. Yeah, I bought this one a while ago. So this one's got like a plain green back into it, but the other side's actually kind of semi-printed. Oh, okay. Um, I've not so seen that's quite good. Yeah, that's quite good again because if you sort of you cover up, it's already got like a bit of a print on there, so it's not obviously just one colour. Um, it's very uh, Tom yeah, yeah, Berenger yeah. sniper. Oh, classic film. I prefer a, I prefer a scrim scarf to, as opposed to like a snood because I don't like it like being tight to the face. Although it's handy like winter months and that, it's always good. But I usually find I end up steaming up, getting too hot in it. Whereas I like mm. would you say like with a ghillie hood or like a, lo a loose um, like top half, like the hood sort of thing, and the almost the cloak, I suppose if you want. Um, it, it's it's loose on the body, so it, it doesn't add any uh, like a, a thermal layer to obviously warm you up in the summer or anything like that. Um, and obviously with these, they're more breathable, so you can literally just drape that over your, when you're laying down, drape it over your face, it's not going to affect your steaming up or anything at all, so, yeah, they're oh, good right up. There we oh, go. Oh, where did she go? <laughs> <laughs> the connection's dropped off, she's vanished. <laughs> I was like, I've got one around here somewhere. Well, that's cool. And that's yeah. a, is that a peaked cap on there? A what? Is yeah, that, it's like a, a baseball cap. Yeah. That's wicked. I, I like that. I prefer the cap because it helps with keep like the sun out your face. But then I got told about the line on the cap here, and that's like mm. quite a big giveaway because there's no straight lines in nature or wherever. So um, I sort of added a bit of stuff onto the end of it, really. Yeah, that's fair enough. That looks cool. Yeah. yeah. And then I've sort of recently put some mesh on the inside as well, so I don't have to wear my face pro. So, yeah. Ah. I hate face pro. Used to have loads of that scrim, loads of it. God knows where it all went. Probably tucked away at home somewhere where I used to live with my dad many moons back. But literally, it was whenever you went, sort of, we'll say scouts, this, that, and the other. But you had loads of it. Mm -hmm. It's good gear, mate. Honestly, it's so versatile. Like I said, you can use it for anything. Make your own, make a hide, um, as a scarf, face, face covering, anything. You know. I bought yeah, a few a packs kit. of it to actually cut up and turn into strips for some of the uh, the ghillie suits. Yeah, yeah, nice. So, that's probably um, actually one one point I did just want to circle back around to is obviously overheating. Um, so when we last got out to play a game, I think it was probably July ish, last Melson we probably did. Um, and I wore the ghillie suit then, and honest to god, the camo cream I put on at the beginning of the, the operation or whatever we did to go out and recce, it was completely gone by the time we finished. Gilly girl, how do you cope with that? Because Obviously, I'm not implying you sweat in any way, but obviously heating and sort of wearing a lot of layers of camouflage is obviously, uh, it, it does cause a bit of a thermal issue. Um, so in the summer months, I, well, about the only time we got out to play this year, um, was I wore like these like legging type things just on the bottom half. Um, so they were quite cool. And the North Mountain suit, I find actually really quite breathable. Um Obviously, it's a bit heavy when you start adding stuff to it, but it's got holes in it constantly, so it's quite breathable in that sense. Um, and then top half, I think the bit that makes me sweat the most is probably the rig more than anything, because I wear a rig over the top. Um, 
But yeah, in terms of the suit, it, it is quite breathable, I'd say. But I tend to get cold very easily. So in anything, it's more of a warm thing for me. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, I did play one game in the summer and I think it was one of the hottest days of the year and it was like 30 odd degrees and I actually wore it for like the first we had at the site I went to we had a quick um 10 minute death match with a little warm-up and I remember wearing it for 10 minutes and then it was off for the rest of the day <laughs> it was like yeah. 30 no, degrees well. I was like no <laughs> not throw it too far you won't find it no but um yeah I mean a lot of the ghillie suits they're quite breathable anyway um, I suppose the hood I'm making is probably what I'm going to use mostly for the summer months. So at least I've got some sort of camouflage. But um, as I said, most of the time I'm cold, so I'll wear it all anyway. We've had a question in from Harry Badger. Uh, it would be interesting to get your thoughts on the KMCS ghillie or the Novrich 3D ghillie, or is it better and cheaper to craft a suit like GSG? Is that aimed at me? Um, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yes. So, <clears throat> I mean, I've seen the Lovrich ghillie. Um, I think it looks amazing, to be fair, um, especially the leaves you've done. Um, but the only thing I would say with the leaves, obviously, it depends if those leaves are actually in your environment. Because obviously, they'll stick out like a sore thumb if they're not. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, Lovrich ghillie does look pretty good, I'd say. Um, KMCS ghillie suit, I have played alongside a few of them, and they are decent, don't be wrong, but in my personal view, I think they're quite expensive um, compared to other suits which work just as well. Um, and I've also seen recently quite a few images where handcrafted suits literally made from scratch work a lot better than these leaf suits that you pay for if that makes mm. sense yeah yeah, yeah. um so i think i mean i've been told recently it's more time is more important in the guinea suit than money um, it's almost like a rite of passage for uh, an airsoft sniper in it where like i mean how many guys and girls out there who are airsoft snipers and they've actually made their own ghillie suits i mean there's probably quite a few of them so i think it's almost a sort of a done thing if you're going to really take it seriously in the sport of being a sniper then it's sort of like well you know where's your where's your handcrafted ghillie suit Do you know what i mean it's sort of a one of those things that i i, I see a lot of snipers that i've come up against that a majority of them have, they've either bought a base model which hasn't been the most expensive one in the world but they've certainly put a fair few hours into like you said they're cutting up some material dyeing it different different materials different textures depth and and, and and perception of the suit and um, and making it their own sort of thing and I I, I think of, I'm not a sniper at all I don't claim to be a, a airsoft sniper whatsoever but um, I think uh, yeah like I said it it must be some sort of rite of passage that um, they've got to sort of make a make a, a handcrafted of some description towards their sort of suit um, rather than just going into a shop and be able to just whip one off the shelf and say yeah this is cool that's it I haven't got to do nothing to it now I would I personally wouldn't like to do that I'd like to be able to put some hours into one and if I had the patience to. Um, and sort of craft it and and learn and learn the skills of camouflage that way as well. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never seen a suit out of the box that actually works great in an environment. I've, every mm. single suit needs 
some sort of crafting on, adding to, the, especially leaf suits. Um, and I just think, well, if you're going to do that anyway, you could come out with something just as good by buying a £10 cheap Chinese suit off Amazon, um, spending X amount of time or crafting into it. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to your local site. Every site you go to is different in one way or another. Um, so, yeah, no suit that you buy off a shelf is going to replicate your local site amazingly. You know, yeah. it'll work to some extent, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, my North Mountain suit, it does work really well, but I've had to craft on top of that. Yeah. You know, so it's like, well, yeah, if you want a good suit, go and buy one, but you will have to craft on top of it as well. So yeah, why not do sure. it from scratch? Skip's just commented, you either understand Gilly or you buy one. That's, that's probably the <laughs> quote of the episode. Yeah, that's right. That's Skip for you. <laughs> I don't understand them. So, I'll, but I won't buy one either, apart from me, little hood. <laughs> um, we've just had a photo sent to us uh, from one of our uh, one of our viewers. Um, I can never. I need to learn to find these things quicker before I actually maybe start talking. We'll, we'll circle back to that. It, it's it's a camouflage photo from Wayne. Um, okay. I don't know if I can find it quickly. Hang on. Uh, there we go. There we go. So that was Wayne's first go at camera paint. So. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I, when I do it, I mean, obviously, that's his first attempt, but I mean, I'd certainly do the neck wall, the hands, um, and obviously, it's it look, almost looks a bit regimented with the green, unless he's going for a certain type of look or something, but obviously, with the two primary green stripes across the face, I mean, that's sort of like a, you could sort of probably pick that up quite clearly. I'd maybe do a, like a, a larger pattern across and then having smaller stuff mm -hmm. going the opposite direction to, um, to break up that green a bit, maybe some black going through there a little bit, a touch, and that would probably be bang, bob on then. But yeah, no, yeah. all good though. Not too much and not too little. He hasn't, he certainly hasn't used too much or too little paint. It's probably just like the more of the pattern that needs to be broken up a little touch more, I'd say, from that. But he does look cool. I do like a bit of DPM and a 58 pattern webbing set, I must say. All right, come on, get a cold bucket of water. So is that a great trial? Um, so I just asked. Um, do you add leaf litter and foliage from foliage? Sorry, foliage, oh, foliage, foliage from where you play to your to your ghillie suit, ghillie suit girl. Oh, I do. Again. I have. Man just went European. Yeah, foliage. <laughs> foliage. <laughs> I wonder if I need to add some more foliage to my hood now, Mike. Oh. Here we go. So on my suit, I have quite a few hairbands. Literally just tied like that with a zip tie through the middle. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, so as soon as I go to a game, um, tend to be during the first game, um, me and my teammates will go around and literally just stick natural stuff in there. Um, and, yeah, natural stuff always helps. That's um, a wicked shout, that is. So, yeah, I mean, I know the KMTS suit has um, these already embedded in. Um, mm -hmm. to add stuff, but as I said, literally got like I don't know 20 hair bands for a quid or something and just put it on with a zip tie. And I've got quite a few of those. Um, so yeah, I mean, I suppose you could buy a suit and stick a few hair bands in there and just do it like that, but yeah, that's a good chance. I never even thought about doing that across the country. Gonna be buying out hair bands now. Poundland is gonna be <laughs> out of hair bands tomorrow. I find Primark's best. <laughs> Primarni. Oh, yes. Bit of Primarni. Can't beat it. Got to be done. Fair play. 
So it's a quick question then. Um, so this is one that you see bounced around a little bit. Uh, Milsim wise, so you've got some sites that have got absolutely no worries about full ghillie suits. The other sites have put restrictions to top half only. What's people's thoughts on that? I know Legion are top half only. I believe, I think possibly for their battle sims. I don't quote me on that, but um, I think yeah, I'm not sure on that one. By how good a ghillie suit can be. Mm. <laughs> I think I think if it's an actual mill sim, <laughs> then the ghillie I, suit. I think um, I think a, a, a ghillie suit should be allowed. If it's a mill sim, it's a mill sim. If you're a sniper, then that's it. If, you, if that's what you if that's what you're using, then you're using it. You know. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I don't see why they'd be. I mean, I'm guessing from a skirmish day point of view, it can be a, probably be a bit of a ball lake trying to ID. Oh, is he on, is he blue or red or or whatever? I don't know. You know, I suppose if you wear a ghillie suit and you get lit up by your own team and they can't see that you're on blue or red, then you know, is that your own fault maybe for not displaying it? I don't know. I don't. You know, you know, if I if I see a sniper and I can't ID what team he's on, but there's a good chance mm. he's uh, going against me, and I won't think twice of him popping one at him. But I think a lot say of sites sorry later. Tend to um, have the rule now that. I know the ones I've played at say so you have to wear your uh, band on your arms so it is visible at all times. Mm. But I know a few snipers who try and get away with it by maybe putting it on their leg or things like that. But Yeah, around the ankle or something, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't see why ghillie suits shouldn't be allowed at the end of the day if your airsoft is to replicate the real world and you'd have ghillie suits in the real world. I'd get mm. if you literally turn up with, I don't know, 60-70% of the players on that day or in a ghillie suit. I think that's what... The it's just going to be a camping game, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's what came about. Mm -hmm. it, it got to the point where there was like 30 or 40 snipers there all in ghillie suits and it's just sort of like, you know, it's just ridiculous now. But then it's a skirmish yeah. day. You know, you, how do you bar how many snipers you have arrive at a skirmish day? How many, you know, LMG gunners do you allow onto the field? How many of this, how many of that? You know, that's when it's going to start getting silly. You know, if you do one, mm -hmm. you've you got... You know, that's got to be got a cascade across all the different sort of factions, if you like them. But you certainly got... from a Milsim point of view, I can't see the problem of them. Um, I certainly wouldn't have a whole section of like eight man section of snipers in full ghillie suits going out and one it. <laughs> that's just a ball ache. You know, that's just like, nah, come on. One or two um, recon, maybe. But <laughs> just reading the, the website for Legion, just because we mentioned them specifically, the battle sim specifically says um, that basically, you know, uh, snipers can't, can't run around in. Um, I, think it was, I might have just got this confused. Yeah, basically, the, 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 it's only allowing the top half. Right. Um, so, yeah. I did think it was a battle sim or the skirmish. I didn't think it was the actual full mill sims. I didn't mm. think they'd uh, do that. That's good to know. There you go. You still yeah. got full mill sims down there. Then. It's not uh, here's the exact wording. Snipers are allowed at our battle sim event, but only a half upper ghillie leaf suit is allowed. You must have your trousers exposed and your trousers and shirt must match your team's uniform colours. Um so. I know a lot of places who do Milsim, they tend to say that because they don't tend to wear armbands, do they? They normally do it in um, what you're wearing to distinguish between the teams, don't they? Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's right. Yeah, I mean, the main if, reason if, if, for if that. If you've got um, like NATO against um, Op4, you know, probably Op4 would be OD green or with some um, Flecton or something thrown in there, um, whereas uh, NATO would be like your MTP, multi-cams, things like that. Um, but then again... <sighs> I mean, if you know where your snipers are, then there shouldn't be any problem with, um, you know, whether they're getting hit by getting blue on blue or something like that. They, they, you know, by rights, it shouldn't really happen. I mean, obviously, it's a bit more intense on a skirmish day because it's, you know, hell for leather. As soon as the whistle goes, it's like, you know, balls to the wall and 
rounds going down, but you know, Mills to him, it's a little bit, I'd say, a bit, a bit more controlled um, aggression sort of thing, if you like. You know, it's a not so much an organised firefight, but you know, you can sort of you'll have a better idea of where your guys are on the ground because they're going to be out in that position for a lot longer than with, for like a forty-five minute game, for example. Then it all changes yeah. around. You know, you're there for the weekend, so you get to know where your guys are going and what you're doing, this, that, and the other. So it's just people management, then, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just I mean, long more, what they're doing. Long more UTC as well. I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of urban area there. So, obviously, mm -hmm. having a ghillie suit is going to make you look like a Chewbacca running through the streets, isn't it? So, that's, uh... you know, you're not. <laughs> I'm genuinely I was looking around for the source of that noise then. Um, that was surprisingly accurate. Yeah. Your ghillie suit is not going to help when you're running up and down a, a proper street. Um, so, I think, you know. That's I can, it, I can understand was, uh... if you've got the entire. Although it does look cool seeing a sniper with a a photo of a sniper with a building backdrop is a, in a full <laughs> ghillie suit does actually look really cool. I don't know why, but I've seen a few images we where you've got like a broken down building behind him. It's just sort of like, mm. <laughs> we, we took the Alamo that time when I was on the Op 4 and we were standing in there. So, I mean, you'll know this, you guys. So if you're going into the Alamo through the, through the double doors um, and you've, you know, over in the far right-hand corner, you've got that building. Uh, and then each of the corners, you've got the saying in, haven't you? And we was in the first one on the left, and that's the nearest point to the woods. And I was standing in there, just propping up, you know, thinking, surely it's our bedtime soon. And I clocked one straight across the top of the head. And that was from a sniper. That, it was dark anyway, but they'd crawled right up into that woodland there. And just, oh, mate. You know when you wake up in the morning, you've got a whelk sticking out the side of your head. You think, yeah. oh, sign up. <laughs> I paid money for this. What do I do that for? It's like 80 quid. To get shot in the head, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's you know, if if someone wants to sort of spend that time and that effort into making that role their own, um, mm. you know, and perfecting that, then who am I to piss on people's chips by saying sorry? You can only wear half of that. You know, it'd be like someone yeah. telling me I can only bring my barrel, I'm not allowed to bring the rest of the gun. That's it. Yeah, um, choose. You know, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's there. It's a real life conflict. You know, you're not going to sort of tell someone that they. They can bring their tank, but they're not allowed to use the tracks or, or whatever. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Just, just go, go for it. You know, if you don't like it, then understand it. Yeah. If you don't like getting shot by snipers, then understand what being a sniper is all about, and you know, and 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 understand how to target it or keep your fucking mm. head out of the way, which is what I've started to do. This is it exactly. This is the other thing, and it's all the head, the whole headshot thing with snipering and that. But that's a, obviously a different subject. It's nothing to do with camo yeah. concealment, is it? But <laughs> here we go. Yeah, that's just a can of worms, Lance. Yeah, I'm not going to. As soon as I started saying it, I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not going there. <laughs> well, um, obviously, Paul, with that that situation at Longwall, where you're in the uh, the Sanger, obviously someone snuck right up. Do you reckon that was the best use of tactics, possibly? Because um, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're just trying to take out one person in a tower, fine, fair enough. But if you're trying to potentially take like an area, because I mean, tactics with ghillie suits and concealments obviously quite useful as well. Uh, you know, if you can move people into a situation. Yep, I mean that one was what we were planned to go on a break. So when we first went there, you got given a three-hour slot of when you could go and get something to eat um, and, and get your head down for an hour or so. <clears throat> and I think ours was two till five in the morning and we pushed it and it was a solid fight. It was a really good fight um, to take the Alamo off of the blue four guys. Um, and we got for a shit ton. I mean, like, we got a, a shit ton of pyro. I had a rucksack form. We was launching it over there. 
Um, and we managed to take it in the end. And it was three tag launches or, or something like that to, to breach the main gates as well. So we got in, we took it and we was holding it and we waited for the relief to come and we was told that relief isn't coming. Um, you know, you can have to forfeit your sleep um, and, and look after the place. And I think that they were just, someone on Blue Four was just, you know, we've got a sniper in the field. Well, you know, make them uncomfortable. Just keep them awake. It's two or three o'clock in the morning. These guys are just about standing up. They've had mm. nothing to eat. You know, mm. their their water levels are quite low. They're, they're hanging out. They're, you know, our trade craft and field craft had, had gone out the window because we were like just talking as we're talking now. Um, you know, so we might as well have just had a light above our heads. Uh, and obviously this guy's just thought, well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll wake him up a little bit. Just harassed us. Just, yeah, just exactly that, harassed us. That's and then, nice, yeah, you know, exactly not that. long after that, that's when, um, you know, you lot, the Blue Four lot had launched another assault and, and just totally smashed the, the doors open and took the Alamo back. Um, but at which point I was quite happy to go and have something help me MREs and get me head down for an hour. <laughs> yeah, they've got the fog back. Oh, well. well. <laughs> What do you mean? Who left the door open? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul, you're not here. No. Yes, I am. <laughs> Walking out like that. Sorry. As soon as the first round goes off, yep, hit. <laughs> but I think that's it, you know. That's um, And then ultimately, you've got to cater for, for that aspect of it as well, you know. Your snipers are out there and, you know, what do they want? What do they want out of a game? They want to get as close as they can. Yeah. You know, the it's guns that we've got. Uh, as well. I mean, it is nine, great fun. Exactly, yeah, 90 metre range guns, you know, 80 metres, 70 metres or whatever, but if you can get up to someone as close as that, mm. um, you know, you're ticking all the right boxes for everybody. So, I love it. Yeah, I I'm all for it, mate. If I know I've got a couple of semi-decent snipers that are on our side, you go, even at a skirmish, you think, yeah, absolutely. But if you're looking on, and you're on the blue side and you're looking at the red team and they've got three or four snipers and you think they know what they're doing, they've not just spent 90 quid on a gun at the shop mm. and... You know, they're going to fire it and it's just going to sort of drip out and hit a tree to the left or whatever. Then you start to worry a little bit and it puts you mm. on edge. You know, you, so when you, you, it's you, like when you're patrolling along and you just hear this, you think, oh, yeah, exactly. And you think, what's that come from? Oh, is it time? God, here we oh, go. Is, yeah, is that lunchtime? <laughs> I'm going back for Everyone a hits the floor. Everyone's <laughs> down. It's like, where do anyone hear where that round came from? And you hear, oh, shit, I've got my battery. I've got to go back. <laughs> well, on that, on that point, um, Gilly Sniper Girl, how how do you find what what would be the most successful way to take you out? If you've got like if you're like a team, no, but if you, <laughs> Blimey, you waited fifty eight minutes. For if that. we was to go out, where's your favourite place to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh. so like, I'm talking, right, to clarify, talking counter sniper tactics. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> um. Ooh. I would say flanking them, but then I suppose that's what uh, snipers try and do. Um, but I would say, as a sniper, I tend to, I suppose, the same with most snipers, to be fair, they try and find a spot where not many people go and they've got good visual of everywhere else. Um, yeah, I remember once um i hadn't been sniping that long to be fair um and i was still am learning and uh, i ended up basically in sort of enemy territory um and i was just laying on this floor underneath this like holly bush thing but not very well covered at all 
Um, and I was just laying there and I had about eight of the enemy team about around me, about less than 10 meters away. And I was like, shit. And my heart was just <laughs> racing. And I was like, oh, okay. Because they didn't expect a, a, one of the option, opposite team to be anywhere near them. So uh, I was just laying there like, don't move. Because I couldn't move. If I moved, then, you know, I couldn't even pull my pistol out. And... Uh, yeah, my boots ended up giving me away and they shot me up the arse and it really hurt. Um, <laughs> so after that, I'm like, right, give me up the boots. Um, but yeah, I mean, snipers, I mean, in my head, I have go where you're least expected. Mm. So um, We tend to find yeah. a few, when you, at Apocalypse, at the back of Stockade, towards mm, Punisher Pit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Because no one, you know, say no really goes. But you do get forced up around that way. But the amount of times I've been taken up around there, um, mm. you know, you sort of working your way around. Think, oh, I'm just going to sneak back through. Calm it down. <laughs> going to sneak back through. Um, <laughs> and next thing, it's like bang. You know, it's like a point four. You know, whatever to the to the back of your head or you know, your shoulder or your kidney or something like that. And you think, yeah. But it is that. It's those places where you just at least you're not going to very really, very rarely going to see them sort of standing in the middle of a hut. Or something like where it's a bit bloody obvious, you know. Mm. And um, I suppose if you've got a suit that's got quite, uh, not a suit, a site that's got quite a few different terrains and different landscapes, when you're standing there in your two teams, I stand there and look at the other snipers in their suits and I think, okay. And then when I'm playing, especially if I'm going a bit more casual, I look for where their suit would be best blended in mm. and that's where mm. they could be. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, nice. Just start firing at random, like because I, yeah. I run support gun anyway, so that'd be great for me. I'll just like right, they they might be in there. Just spray that down. <laughs> just oh, don't yeah, light mate. light bushes up. That's like our biggest hate because everyone just sinks through a bush. I have eighty-two <laughs> rounds in my magazines. I can't afford to just stand there and light them up because I'd be out of that in ten minutes. Because you walk so around with a stick, you... just banging bushes. No, what not would you there. say is, uh, has has been your most successful game then? If you had to think back and think, if I could. If I could replay one game over and have that level of success that you had in that game with the suits that you've made or the, the you know the, the the camouflage that you've been wearing or whatever, what one would you pick? I would pick probably the game before last because I had my VSR with me. It was finally finished, fully upgraded. It was only half um, wrapped. The barrel wasn't wrapped, which is probably the most important part. Um, but yeah, and I found uh, I've been playing this site for a little while, and I finally found where I was actually quite well hidden. Um, and the amount of kills I got with my VSR, I was—I mean, you're not supposed to be kill hungry, admittedly, but and I very rarely get a lot of kills during a game day. I'm more looking at my surroundings and sneaking around type thing. Um, but I just happened to be in an area where there was just so many enemies. And I was just, we had to hold the village, I think it was. And I was just sniping left, right, and centre. I was like, oh, that gave me like a bit of a buzz. I was like, <laughs> oh, please don't end. Don't quite end. Well. Don't <laughs> please keep coming. Please keep coming. Please, but please, then please, my, please, please. <laughs> my VSR jammed and yeah, I had to sort of, call out and go and sort my VSR out. Ah. Well, they finally found out where all the shots are coming from then. Just heard this echoing bollocks yeah. through the woods. <laughs> Marching <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this tree with Tourette's. 
just walking back. Well, <laughs> 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 I mean, Two you, you gun and off, just snaps across the knee. <laughs> you, I'll tell you what, Airsoft, for... Airsoft has taught me um, that a lot of the time I tend to, um, every time I get hit, it's very rarely I just say hit. There's normally a swear word before hit. Mm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and exactly I don't swear that. a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, usually yeah, it does, and it jump at twelve foot in the air. It's like no yeah. swearing. That's at the mission brief. Then all of a sudden, all you can hear is just blue yeah. across the across the field where people are getting lit up <laughs> by, <laughs> by a twelve year old with a rental. And you're standing there with six <laughs> grand with a kit or whatever. It's like these kids like that with a Rambo package. But, I mean, you you camo up, Mike, don't you? you? You know, you like to to sort of camo up and sit in trees and that as well. So, yeah, same question to you, mate. If you could pick you know, one day or one session that you've had that you'd think, you know, if I could skip back to that one and relive it, you know, or do it with a GoPro strapped to me head and, you know, and, and record it, what one would you go back to? Um, probably, to be fair, the last Milson we did back in July, because that was the first proper time that I, I kind of used a ghillie, um, like hood in any way. Um, before that, I have got a, um, a Falklands um, Milson. Um, so I'd, I'd worn that before, and that kind of got me my first little taste of, ooh, I like covering myself in strips of fabric. Um, but the last, the last meal we went to... You have um, to make it sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> it just went um, there, didn't it? The last meal I went to, Lance, Lance kind of said, oh, does anybody want to go off and do like a little recce? And then me and um, James Minns um, went off, and we kind of positioned ourselves. And then um, we got over the radio that we're attacking like one of the locations, so I pushed up there. People don't expect a ghillie suit with a support gun. Um, <laughs> so, because I'm not wearing the ghillie suit necessarily to be super sneaky. I just want to, like, when, I, when I'm positioning and sort of, like, you know, in, in a position where I'm going to defend the rest of the unit, I don't want people to know I'm there until I want them to know I'm there. But that was mm-hmm. great because I had about five people in a direct line just walking past us. I lit them all up. And it was absolutely amazing. So, yeah, fly. yeah. So getting support to... guns it's the way of the future <laughs> definitely mate if I was to put a different spin on that one then for you Lance so as a you know team leader punishers mm-hmm. um, what would you say has probably been the the, the the you know the one sort of mill sim or whatever it is that you've been on that you've seen the most effective use of your your gillied up sniper guys or your support guys oh. I'd have to say, if I had to pluck one out of thin air, it would have been, it would have been the Falklands event um, when I think there was probably, I was going to say, about nine or ten of us, and we had to hold the comms hut with no cover. And we held it for two hours. Wasn't it, Mike? Yeah. I think. And that was literally on your belt buckles just for two hours, you know. Um, we had There's guys not much to the comms hut, is there? There's literally a yellow... <laughs> It's sort of <laughs> sniper girl. It's literally a yellow car park attendant's office, like <laughs> one of them yellow plastic booths with a couple of pallets on the floor around it on the outside, and then just your natural tree cover, so a couple of holly bushes, some low lime fallen branches, and that, and that's literally it. There's the boys, and we had to, yeah, we held that with a couple of snipers for for two hours from getting hit from well, 360 degrees. It was coming from it was, and that was probably the best display that I'd seen from my guys of um, of holding ground. And using natural cover, and even I think the I think Mr. Marden, who obviously not with us this week, um, he even commented afterwards. He said there was no way we was getting anywhere near where you guys mm. were, let alone see where you guys were. So that, that was for me um, one of my 
personal favourites of uh, what the boys done. And then from yeah. from a different point of view, uh, from myself, uh, with, a, with a gentleman called Dave Kirby, who come to a Milsim at Apocalypse, and I think it was... Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember which one it was now. I think it was a Taliban NATO one. And a lot of my guys have been hit out. And this was just just after dusk. So it was, it was a tiny little bit light still, but it was getting on for getting dark. You know I mean? It was more dark than it was light. And um, we went back to take the stockade between the two of us. And we managed to get into the slip trent near, nearest checkpoint, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Two of us we went around the perimeter wall, ran towards the back of the woodland up onto the edge of the trench where the outer boundary was. We dropped two guys in the tower. No, sorry, two guys in the back sanger. Went over for the wall, uh, cleared the compound. Then Dave come over. I got hit out in the doorway into the main building. He pulled me back out, medic me back in. As he pulled me back, I dropped my rifle and left it inside the building. So my, I was out on my side, honestly. He gave me his Glock, and then we went in and we took the rest of the building. So for... For movement's point of view, and the fact that it was my first event with him, and we literally just knew what each other was doing, and we literally just systematically took the whole place apart between the two of us. That was it's cool. Like the, it's like the planets align, isn't it? Mm. it just yeah, works. it was really good. And then I did do a cheeky little maneuver right at the end where I'd run out of pyro and I was going to clear the you know the little crow's nest at the top of the tower. Yep. I had a little bit of a rizzler left, and I <laughs> made the cherry really <laughs> orange, and I threw it up the stairs with. <laughs> and we heard this <laughs> so we knew there was no one up there then he threw his last tremor up there then to get him <laughs> so he said I'm not wasting it if there's no one up there I was like hang on I thought you'd run out and just decided to <laughs> you just hear this oh, fuck, shit 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 <laughs> but yeah uh, but yeah that was um, the boys at the Falklands one yeah, holding that, that that comms up for two hours that was wicked nice. that was really, and intense as well you know it was really uh, you know really worked for it do you know what I mean it's not like it was a pushover we certainly had to work for it and, but no one was off the ground everyone was flat on the ground if you had to move about you were shuffling on your elbows yeah. backwards you know guys bring, trying to bring a resupply into you to bomb up your mags and there was at one point I was just laying in the middle with a with a just bombing up a couple of mags for people until we were out between us obviously getting it because at the time you had to keep supply lines open to get um, a resupply into you so it was a case of guys getting back to our main four, bringing in rounds for us, and then it going back. And it was oh, it was good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was probably for me my favourite. Hmm. How about oh, you, Saul? Yes. Any uh, closing thoughts on stuff that you've done? No. Not really, mate. I don't do. I stay back in the safe zone because that's where the burger van is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, no, not anymore though. I'm doing well. I'm, I am doing well. No. So yeah, for me, I mean, not not anything along those lines where we've sort of dug in and that. But you know, I, I suppose if I think back to the one time that I've. I've kind of thought, do you know what? This is a a slow motion moment. Is when um, myself and the guys, when we was back in Wolf Recon, um, we were holding. I've got there's a video of it on the old Wolf Recon uh, YouTube channel, um, holding the line. And when we, there's just the, one of the walls that they've made, the wooden walls um, in the village, and the the team were just coming at us and coming at us and coming at us. Um, but we just held the line, you know, and it was just dropping down, reloading while the others were up, you know, and then there'd, there'd be rounds out and then you'd be up and then you'd be laying it down and they'd be down. It'd just be switching over, switching over and switching over, just pushing them back. They could not get through. And then just afterwards, you walk back and you think, you know, there's, there's no, you know, I'm not under the illusion that there's this, you know, bond anywhere near what, what you'd get if you were serving with, with people in a real-life situation. But, you know, when you kind of walk away from somewhere and you think, you know that, that's that that brotherhood of airsoft, uh, you know, uh, in the sisterhood Absolutely. of airsoft that you feel. 
and you think yeah. that, that's, that was a special moment, one that you'll carry on. And then the only other one that I've had really was with um, a guy called Jack Cox. Um, so I don't know if anyone knows, he's, do you remember his sniper rifle was about, it's about the, the same height as a sort of terraced house? I don't know what gun it was. I, I do actually, yeah. Do you know, it, honestly, it was, it's got to be six foot long, this thing. It's massive. And we went up to Apocalypse one Christmas um, and it had been snowing. So there wasn't loads of people there. Um, and then it was, so it was smaller games, but there was a group of 50 rentals from a building firm um, that all bought the Rambo package. So what's that? 5,000 BBs, uh, gun, your breakfast and all that sort of stuff that the guys do there. Uh, and we were in the, the hut. Um, so there'd probably be the nearest hut towards Com's hut. The one mm -hmm. that's got the upstairs, uh, downstairs bit. And I think there's a dodgy old mattress that's been chucked in the upstairs that no one wants to sit on because oh, no one cool, knows where that mattress, it? no one knows where that mattress has been. <laughs> um, but Jack was upstairs with his sniper rifle. Uh, and then I was downstairs in the window downstairs and he was just taking them out. These guys, they, I think they burnt through 5,000 BBs in the first 25 minutes and they were going back buying more. They were all wearing black. It was white on the floor snow. So they were sticking out like a, a pimple on an ass, And if they were over the 30 metres, Jack was just That's pinging them nuts. off. Um, if they got within the 30 metres, I was downstairs with, with my, my TM, uh, my yeah. 416. So I was taking them out if they got within the 30 metres. And, and it was just it was just a connection. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's exactly that, that same thing, that little connection where... He knew Couple exactly through, you can mop up what he was doing, and he knew that if they got through, then I had them, and we just held it. It was two hours, just just constantly, and they kept going back, buying more BBs, coming back out, coming mm. at us, same route, it, just just cannon fodder, but it was it was brilliant, uh, and those really are the two that stick in, in my mind. Um, just just jumping back to the bit at the beginning, and I'll, I won't dwell on it because obviously time's a time is is of the essence. So I've just literally grabbed out the two just so you can get a bit of an idea. Um, so this is the the bottom one there is the claw gear, the RAL mm -hmm. 7013, um, which is that sort of darkish greyish brownish green. And then obviously the top one is your, my yet to be worn, as you can see, because they cancelled the battle sim because of COVID. Um, Bloody COVID. Grrr, if it weren't for you, COVID, I wouldn't have spent as much as I have on. In there, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are the two colours there. So I'm, yeah, I must admit, there's a little bit of me that is itching to get that multi cam on and um, and, and come and, and and have a game with you guys and yeah, you know, sort of experience that mm. little bit of the punishers um, and, it, and have a run along there. Um, and obviously, yeah, use something that I've paid a couple of shekels for. Naturally, like anything airsoft, nothing's ever more than twenty quid. Absolutely. No, exactly. oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's yeah, that's me, mate. Fair play. Cool. Right, well, we better call it a day. Uh, we're well over our hour. Um, if anyone wants to go and uh, give Giddy Sniper Girl a bit of love on her Instagram, feel feel free to do so. Um, I'm not going to read out your tag because it's not. But if you um if you search Giddy Sniper Girl, I believe that's the best way to probably find you. Um. That's it for this week. Feel free to join us next week. Uh, thanks to Giddy Sniper Girl for joining us. She's that yeah, side thanks, of me. mate. Not that Great side. to see you on the show. Much, thanks yeah, for having me. Really enjoyed that. Much appreciated. Next week, we're talking Bags and Bergens Part 2, uh, the return of the packing. 
Um, return of the bag. <laughs> return We're going to talk about bag. basically what goes in your Bergens and bags, um, sort of what sort of key kit to cover, um, yep. and sort of some of the best ways to sort of pack those that we found. Um, and yeah, we're obviously on the countdown to to Christmas if we get a Christmas. So there'll be a few more episodes and stuff and bits and pieces up until then, which should hopefully uh, also have our Christmas special, which um, I'll put some branding up on the old Instagram at some point. Uh, thanks to Paul for his awesome, awesome um, camouflage picture. Uh, Kenny Girl, what we tend to do at the end of the episode is just start doing stupid stuff. So feel free to whack uh, anything yeah. on you that you want to. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for joining us. And we shall see you soon or not if you're camouflaged, as the case may be. Cool. Mm. <laughs> see you later. Hello. <laughs>